Welcome one and all to the Happy Go Moody podcast with your hosts Vivian and Natalia. It's October, soon Halloween, and we want to talk about the good witches and the wicked ones. Hi everyone, hey Natalia. Hey, good morning. Witches, let's start from the beginning. The early witches were people who practiced witchcraft, using magic spells and calling upon spirits to help or to bring about change. Most witches were taught to be pagans doing devil's work by the early Christians. Many, however, were simply natural healers or so-called wise women. It's unclear exactly when witches came to the historical scene, but one of the earliest records of a witch is in the Bible, in the book of Samuel. Now, I don't have the passage to give here because I'm not a Bible reader. That was out of, like, my research because I was curious, actually, like, what was the first mention, you know, of a witch? Do you know of this passage or no? I do not know this passage. Do you know exactly where in the book of Samuel you can find the, this mention of the witch? I think it's 1 Samuel 28. Okay, so there you go, people. If you're interested, look it up. In the recent years, it has become very popular to talk about witchcraft and being a kitchen witch, a garden witch, a crystal witch, an elemental witch, you name it. The reality is that besides the trend, There are a lot of people out there that are very serious about this path. Some practice alone, like me, and some prefer to be part of a coven, which is pretty much a like-minded group of people. So what is your impression of witches in your growing up and now? Do you feel like it changed for you? Um, I don't know. I think I always uh, saw, you know, as a kid, you're always thinking like, oh, the witch, the bad witch and stuff. But I think my my family was so open to, you know, everything that I always had that in my mind that witches could be bad, but could be good. We shouldn't just judge a person or, you know, a woman for being a witch without fully understanding her intent. So what made someone a bad witch or a good witch is really the intent behind uh, what they're practicing. And, and that, that was always my mindset on witches. So I always thought like, oh, there could be good witches and bad witches, right? Um, like any like people, there are people, and, and it's hard to label. It's like not good or bad. It's more like uh, it could be a witch with a bad intent right now. And maybe the same witch is going to have a good intent later. Yeah, I wouldn't. Some people like to classify like light witches and like dark witches or good or bad. I personally don't have that classification. Um I feel like, like you said, everything is behind the intention. Even like when I do a prayer in church, when I make a visualization at home, when I, the way, I feel like often, at least in my, I am not a religious person. There is a religion that's called Wicca. And those are Wiccans, like they are, they are witchcraft pr practitioners. And they are part of like a organized religion. Now, that's not the only way you can practice um, or you can walk in this path. I don't have any affiliation with any type of religion and I, I work more on my own. But I feel like, you know, you can always make a choice. Just like you make a choice in your daily life to treat someone well or badly. You can make a choice in any practice that you have 
to do something to harm or to do something to help. So I, I have my own code of ethics. And when you are part of a, a religion like Wicca, they have a set up code of eth ethics for people to follow. I created my own because I feel that there are certain things that I'm not okay doing. Like I'll never do anything that can take away someone's free will. So I have no interest in like love charms or like, you know, sometimes people get very obsessed with certain ideas of having someone love them or having this much money and no matter what, right? Like no matter. <laughs> no, I love what you said about free will. I think this is so important, right? Because we keep, I, I always say like, you should do whatever makes you happy. And I always say you should fight and, and, and go after your dreams. And um, I am not here to judge you for your decisions on what you're doing. Is your, you know, like you like something that maybe I don't like. That's okay. We're all different. We're all unique. Uh, and I always like kind of like preach that, that we should, you know, just do what it makes us feel happy. What, you know, what make us feel loved. Um, but I do think there is one little tweak for that. Um, you can do or you should do whatever you need to do to be happy, right? But you do have to respect others. And, and when I say that, I mean, really, you have to respect others' free will. So if you really, for example, I really want to go to this place, but I want to go with this person. Well, well, that's a little, that's out of your control now, right? Because you can only control what you really want and what you are going to do. You can control all others and you shouldn't control others. I'll say, I think like a year ago, I felt a little lonely here in my neighborhood. And I was like, oh, I wish I had, you know, someone to, I don't know, that I could go and get a coffee and talk and things like that. So I always like, if there is someone out there that is thinking like me and it will like, some com you know, some company, hey, I'm here and I hope we meet somehow. And, um, and I, I, I did make friends. It's so funny. Every time I was like, oh, I wish I had someone to run with me. And then somehow someone shows up, you know, like, and now I have a running body or, and it's, and so I think this is important. I always respect others free will. And I do a lot of the manifestation. And it's funny that we talked about that because I never seen manifestation as like a witchcraft, yeah. right? Part a of witchy that. Thing, yeah. Um, yeah. A witch thing. And there is a lot of things I think we may do on our daily basis. Like, I don't know. I have a friend of mine. I I told her that you do this cider, you know, garlic cider for fire cider. Yeah, fire cider. And she's like, oh yeah, we do that too. But she doesn't consider that like any witch related, you know, yeah. potion or whatever. So it's just it's just funny how we classify sometimes some things in a certain way, and someone else classifies differently. Yeah, I think that's why labels exist. You know, I think sometimes we see labels as a negative, but at the end of the day, it's really about language. You know, we can use different language to describe the same thing. And that it can be a multitude of different terminologies to describe always the same thing. So it is basic as that. I think everyone, I do practice witchcraft and I think a lot of it relies on me and my life force, my energy as a human being. And everyone has it, right? We are alive, we are moving. There are things inside our bodies that move in a certain way that we don't fully understand. Why they why do I keep breathing? There's no no one can explain it. But it's that life force 
They, they actually can explain that. That's on your brain. <laughs> <laughs> there are scientific explanations why you can bring. I, I mean, I but know, I, get what, I get your point. I get your point. You know, of course, there is a, a. We know the path for breathing and how it works. But but to your point, as like there is a lot of things we can't explain. Like for example, why when when the embryo becomes live, right? They know how it happens, but there's a lot of questions how the how the light, how the life uh, comes to be, and the whole personality traits. There's a lot of studies about that, but. I get what you're saying. I'm just saying there is always like the other, you know, the scientific people, they're going to gonna go very specific because a lot of people don't believe in any religions of energy. I like, I like that you know that there is an explanation because, you know, it doesn't change anything. It's just like, oh my God, there is an explanation for this now. And I want to learn about it. You know, I'm happy yeah. with all those things. I want to talk a little bit of my own practice. I'm not completely open because I feel like it's always evolving. And maybe today I'll say something that next week I'm going to think different about. <laughs> so I want to talk about my practice just to explain to people who have maybe um, like a judgment on these practices of what I do and, and to make it clear that like I don't have a pact with the devil. I don't go around like, you know, harming people. I don't have a, a black cat following me around that a monster lives inside. <laughs> like, you know, I'm not, I feel like my practice has no relation to evil whatsoever. But that's my perspective, right? Yeah. Can I ask you a question? And I hope that's okay that I asked you this question. Do you, can you tell me, like, do you consider yourself a witch? I consider myself a witch just because I feel like it's simpler to answer a question if I'm talking about my practice and someone asks like, so, you know, what do you, what do you call it? And then I think that's simple enough to be like, well, I practice witchcraft. Yeah. Okay. So now in that, can you explain to us the witchcraft that you practice and how does that work? Because I'm curious too. And I know a lot of it because, you know, we're friends and we talk more often than the, just the podcast, but <laughs> I think it would be interesting to explain. So um, I am a folk practitioner. Now I'm open to many different styles, but I think mainly I am a folk practitioner. And what does that mean? Like I don't, I'm not a religious practitioner, but a folk magic is exactly what he says. Like it's magic of the people, magic of the folk. So, of course, these things can be very old practices, but also they're very adaptable. So folk magic has its roots way back in an older way of life. And it, it comes with all kinds of cultural influences from all over the world. And I love learning all of it. I like to work in an intuitive and practical way. So I don't, I don't like ceremonial magic. Uh, some people are very... Their practice is more about like, I need to have a certain cloth under my altar and I need to have, you know, these uh, elements of complementing, you know, earth, fire, air, water, uh, and it needs to be turned to a certain direction uh, and I need to wear robes. I don't do much of that. I work with what I have and there are certain things that are special to me. Other things I find along the way, like in a walk in the mountains or uh, a a piece of something from my past that represents something, it all depends. So I 
mainly manipulate energy to manifest intention. I can do that in different ways. It could be as simple as a meditation and a visualization, or it can be spell casting with different natural materials. It could be crystals. It could be a plant matter. It could be a rock. Like I will ask actually help from natural elements because I'm an animist. So I believe everything has life force within them. And I feel like there's an exchange when we work with these things. Of course, it all depends on how I feel that something needs to be done. And that's the part where um, I work with my intuition. And my practice changes as I grow. It evolved. Over the years, it has changed a lot. I add other things that I learned from different different disciplines, Kundalini Yoga, uh, Reiki. You know, there are all kinds of things that you can, that's why it's adaptable. You can use that in your practice, even though it doesn't have its roots in like a traditional witchcraft. While I find it valuable to know about all the different options for, you know, how I'm going to use my power, I certainly don't think that I need to choose just one. So that's my thing. I like to mix and match and I, I like to learn. Sometimes you say something to me about the Bible stories that you're reading, if I find something that is interesting, I might take it to myself. I might use that in my practice. Every witch most likely feels connected to certain branches of magic based on their personalities. It depends on your interests, on your skills and your environment. But the most important part is like, you're not bound to any one thing. You can be flexible. There are certain t traditions, like I said, that are more cer ceremonial um, and they do require initi initiation. I haven't gone through all that. And it's just the path that I chose. So that's how I hope I'm clear. Like, you know, I can go into detail of different things, but I that could be another time that we get together to talk about like the elements or crystals or horoscope or whatever we feel like you know if anyone has a question or if we feel interest ourselves so that's how i practice mainly there's no like big secret or you know i light a candle i you know make a money bowl for, to attract money or uh, the other day you call me you you were about to run a marathon and then you said you had like a knee pain. So I sent you some energy. I infused with Reiki. And, and let me tell you, work. My knee did not hurt anymore after that. <laughs> That's good. That's, awesome. That's good. And, and another thing I think is important, at least personally, like I don't take the things that I offer to people as help as like oh do you see how great and powerful i am i understand that i have power but it's just like when you give someone a gift if i give you a gift do i keep asking you to thank me and you know yeah one i don't do it for money i i'm not in a point where i feel like uh, i'm okay with that i don't have any problem Whoever charges to do things, that's their thing. I don't do it like that. I'll offer for free. And second, I don't think it's because of me. I think it's because we're here to help each other. So if I can help you and you 
you part of this exchange is also because you allowed you were graceful enough to ask me for help and you allowed your knee to feel better so it's a combination it's always like we are always co-creating things we are never alone in our creation of of things oh i love that yeah so that's mainly how i practice i don't work with i do work with ancestors in my family i'll say i'm not very clear i don't have a clear relation with my all my ancestors but i i have worked with my grandma my dad's mom in the past and there are occasional there are some other figures that pop up but i just ask for help and occasionally i'll do a little offering for them when uh my husband's father passed away i made sure to light a candle and i put next to the candle his favorite chocolate because I think we should honor these people. We carry the ghosts of our ancestors within us, right? It's our DNA. So we are carrying the story within our body. So why not honor and ask for like guidance or protection? I think time and space is so relative, right? We are here now and they were here before. But in reality, like who knows if they're not still around in one way or another. So I find that important. That's a lot like the, um, I think the Asian culture also have um, a lot with the ancestors and they pray, you know, upon them and, and things yeah. like that, right? Which I think is a very interesting. I think there yeah. are many cultures that. Very interesting thing. I don't think. Honor the past. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I know a lot of, um, of how that works. Um, and I never really, really done that. I, as a, as a kid and teenager, I always was told or learned somehow that we shouldn't, you know, pray for the death for some reason. Oh, yeah? Why? I don't know. And it, it always puzzled me. I was like, why? Like, if someone, you know, died some time ago, I shouldn't be, like, uh, praying for that person in my house or something like that. I don't know why. That's what I mm. that I got, you know. <laughs> and I have that in my mind. So, I always, if I would pray for someone that has passed already, I'll go, like, to a church. If someone that's just just pass. I'll go to a church. I'll go to a park, a place like that. But someone that passed a long time ago, I shouldn't call up their name. Oh, I never heard of that. Yeah. I, I don't know where I have this from. I have this like since a kid and the reason why is like you shouldn't disturb their peace or something like that, you know? Mm. So I, I don't know. I just, that's, that's how I always saw this. And then later on and now like I, I see and I hear about a lot of people like praising, you know, their ancestors or bring up on them and I, I was like oh okay that's interesting it's just different than how I how I learn and I'm not saying like my parents taught me that because I can't really tell what they believe I don't we never really talked about that um I just don't know I just had that in my mind I probably like you know little kids right sometimes a person tells a kid something and they get that stick so that uh, that was like stick in my my brain but I don't know where from you know one interesting thing I, this grandma that I'm connected to now, when she was alive, she wasn't my favorite grandma by any means. <laughs> I, I have my grandma that, <laughs> no offense, Bonita, you know, no offense now, but she knows. My mom's mom, she kind of helped raise me and I was very, very close to her. But my dad's mom, 
I didn't care for her very much. She wasn't as fun. And, you know, just my connection with my other grandma was so strong. My my grandma Marley, that my grandma Anita, I just, you know, I my grandma love was fulfilled and I didn't need any more. You know what I mean? So, but of course we went to her house. We spent some time with her, me, my mom, my brother, my dad. And I always thought it was interesting I don't think I am a, a witch that came from a long line lineage of witches or anything like that. But because Brazil is so rich in folklore, uh, my grandma in her neighborhood, she was known as a healer. So people would come to her, for example, that's what I saw. They would come with a back pain or they you know, had recent, had a surgery in their back and they, they needed to, they wanted to feel better. They were in pain. So I would watch her. She would get like this little piece of fabric and fold it and make it like a small little square of fabric. And then she'll get a needle with thread and the person will point in their back where it was hurting or what needed to be healed. And she'll go right on that spot behind their back and energetically like stitch gently and make it like in the piece of cloth that she was holding. I don't know what else she did because no one knows. <laughs> My family doesn't talk about it really, but I, I experienced that. I watched and I always thought like, this is so interesting because it was a moment in the house where she was very quiet and the person being helped was very quiet and she would concentrate and do that. And that was it. I never saw her charge for it, but it was something that like people will look for her for these little things, little offerings. And I am sure that it helped because otherwise people stop coming. Right. So I thought that was always very interesting. And then after she passed, I had a couple of occasions that I had sessions with different people that offer me different experiences like family constellation or maybe a guided meditation, even Reiki. And I felt her presence and, and very loving and like helpful way. She passed away very young. She was 60 years old. So I just find it interesting that after death was when I connected to her more than when she was alive. Uh, some people work with deities, you know, some people work with spirits like Yemanja, like uh, the queen of the waters or different spirits that, um, Hecate, like different spirits that offer different things. And they are known to be powerful spirits. Every spirit has their own specific personality. And people usually make an exchange. You know, I even watch, um, you recently, Refer to me to this documentary. Now remind me the name, Natalia. Um, the Journey of Remembering. That one? Yeah. So I watched that and he definitely worked with Didi's. You know, he makes exchanges, little exchanges. Uh, I This documentary is quite interesting, but very interesting. But just keep in mind that it's very out there. It's very out there. Super crazy. <laughs> call it crazy yeah but it's yeah, maybe a little <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <what it> is. 
again, we're labeled. We shouldn't. Is that like crazy for some people? Means crazy means something different than crazy for other people, yeah. right? But I mean, it's, it's just so really out there. That's a little like out of for me. That means like a little crazy, but not in a bad way. It's a young boy who finds that he has a very spiritual mission, but is everything coming to him as messages? So. Keep in mind, if you go to watch this documentary, I think it's on Gaia, and no one is paying us to say that. Uh, it is quite interesting, but yes, it is very out there. <laughs> so people who work with DDs, like, they are... What is DD? Sorry, I mean, I don't... They are like, you know, like the Catholic Church has the saints, and then you ask the saint to to be make relay the message to god right you tell kind of like a guide or yeah uh, it could be a guide yeah or like i i pray to the saint and the saint will tell god that that's my prayer that's pretty much what it is but take the god out of the equation so a deity is a spirit that represents certain things like yemanja represents a large body of water like she reigns over waters so if i ask something to yemanja she's going to use that element to tend to my request but usually they they don't i don't work with deities but i know that practitioners that do they do make an exchange so you can offer flowers you can offer food you can offer you know, different things that that GD specifically enjoys receiving. And they will usually let you know one way or another. And some of them, because they have the, their specific characteristics, some of them are very gentle and sweet and nurturing. Some of them you learn by taking punches. Like they are more aggressive. They are more like blunt you know, and their energy is more about like, yes, you learn, I'll teach you this, or I'll grant your wish, but you're going to have to go through a little bit of, you know, not suffering, but you're going to feel uncomfortable in the process, because then you really learn. So they're all different. That's not how I work because I don't know, I don't feel the need of that in my practice so far. I'm not against it, but so far I'm not doing that. I'll, I want to just know, like from your experience, which witchcraft that you have done that you consider was like the biggest one or the more challenging one. Uh, I have an example to give and I don't know if it will be too much information. <laughs> because my husband is involved but um we it, the pandemic hit and then we left california and kevin my husband really wanted a promotion a, you know a, a real promotion where he have a new position and he wanted we wanted a certain amount of money in the bank account and the savings account because we wanted to buy a house I, we were in a rental in Beckett, Massachusetts, and I thought I wasn't working. So I thought like, you know what, I'm going to, was the first time we were in a place that was like so full of nature and there's so many elements around me that represented prosperity. Then I did a, a little, I had an idea for a request and I asked for 
a specific amount in my bank account, a specific amount of money in my checking account and the promotion for Kevin. So I thought that these things were a little bit blocked because he was working on them for a while and it was not happening. So I use as a representation of my spell, a little key that I bought, a little vintage key. And uh, I used, there is an oil that you can make that's called Abricamino is like a road opener. So I use that. I use like elements of protection, salt and cinnamon sticks and other elements that represented money. And I did this big thing and I, every day I like, you know, those seven day candles, seven day candles for church. So I bought a green one because green is the color of money. And I light it up and I let it be burning and every day i'll i'll focus on that working and i'll send yeah. some energy towards like like a visualization i already saw my husband with the new label that he wanted a new position and i imagine my bank account already with that number in it so i finished that when the candle stopped burning that's the, the end of my working and when it stopped burning. There was a huge, all of a sudden the weather changed. There was a huge like uh, storm with like thunder and the light went out and we were like, oh my God, <laughs> it was like a movie. <laughs> so I don't know if it was any relation to my spell, but that's how it happened. And then I think that two weeks after he was promoted, and he got a raise and some months after uh we had that amount close to that amount in the bank account and then he was fired and the uh the severance package was exactly the amount that i had the term that it would be in my checking account and my bank account so i think that was a very successful spell but at the same time, and that's why in visualization is so important, all the details that you can think of. I never, I never specify in my spell that I wanted him to continue working in this place, that his, his job should have been saved, you know, that it should still be like a constant. So... I would say that's that is that is a spell that was very successful, but also that taught me a lot on like listen to what you're requesting because there's always a different thing that's coming and you can know of it. So I did it before, but from now on, I always say, "Hey, I want this, this, and that," or like, "This is what it is," or more because you never know what, what's happening. And this is still an ongoing thing because my husband is looking for a job, so we don't know what's coming. And if what's coming is even better, then it's even different than my interpretation at this moment. You know what I mean? Then maybe yeah. it was supposed to be like that. Yeah, I, I, I love that. And I love that story because for me, this is just, I know you call this a spell. For me, it's just again is like the secret right the manifestation and and I, for some people like for you it's this is me and it doesn't you don't have to agree with that <laughs> but I feel like for you you feel like you need to do all those steps right to attract those things 
but some people may feel like, okay, I don't need to do that to get that, right? And I know some people believe like, well, I'm doing this manifestation, but it takes time. It takes work to happen and it's going to take time. Now, if you do something and you believe it's going to happen like today, then it will happen. If you have that truly, you truly believe with your pure heart, right? Um, and you're already kind of like leaving that and ex experiencing and feeling that then it, it could just happen right away. It doesn't, it doesn't have to take time. You don't have to um, do what, but, but whatever it makes it work. I, I'm saying that I am, I'm not a millionaire, right? <laughs> and if manifestation would work for me like 100% of the time, I feel like I would be in a better place that I could help more people because my goal and what I would like to my, my life is not have any financial barriers and just have like enough money that I could really just dedicate all my time for volunteering and helping. And if someone, you know, like needs something, I'll, I'll be out there, but I wouldn't, I do not want to have the worry about, well, we need to pay, you know, for whenever my kid goes to college, I need to have enough money for her. And I need to, you know, have enough money for, uh, money for the house. And if something breaks in the house, we need to pay for that. So I, ideally for me, it would be no stress about, you know, money and also being able to just help whenever help is needed. I, I don't, I don't expect to have money just to I wouldn't have like the the latest car or the I don't I don't care. Yeah, you don't that. want riches just to show off or to have luxury. You want riches because you want to be independent financially, so you can help people. Yeah, yeah, and not have to worry, right? And and help my daughter yeah. as well, of course, um, as she needs as she grows up. So I don't know, like I guess it's a step by step. I think I'm I'm just manifesting. One thing that. We talked before and uh, you actually made me think because you said like, I don't believe, you don't believe that you need to do any physical motion towards something. You believe that you can simply set a set an intention and put that forward into the universe and that thing will come to you, right? Yeah, I believe that when we grow up, we have a lot of, uh, we get fed with a lot of information, right? And we create our internal world, our inner world, and we have a lot of limitation. And um, part of things that we learn growing up is that you have to work hard, you know, to deserve something. You have to suffer to deserve something good. And I, I don't believe you do. I I think we just get preached that so much, even without knowing. I, I guess to mention you, like even movies. If you watch a lot of the movies, the hero always like is almost dying, and then he is able to you know fight the evil, or, or that person suffers and he goes through like a very bad time, and then woo, now he deserves you know, and now he's good and. A lot of the TV shows you watch is like that. You have to go through a lot of suffering or a lot of effort to be able to achieve something. So we somehow, we unconsciously, we believe that. So there is this whole belief about your unconscious mind that is actually guiding and, and, and creating your life, your outside world. Um, and that unconscious mind, get, the, the fundamental of that is when you are growing up and you were a kid. Um, but you can change that, right? There is another show like called Rewired, and you kind of kind of like rewire your brain the way you think, so you can change your unconsciousness, unconsciousness, 
to stop um, having all those limitations. We have a lot of limitations. It, I, this is only going to happen if this happened. It doesn't have to be that way. So yeah, I do not believe that you have to do an action to actually receive something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do believe that if that's is imprinted in your brain and that's how you believe, that's the only way we're going to achieve. And if you believe, I, even if you watch the documentary, The Secret, um, he said, uh, one of the persons there at one point say, well, a lot of people ask me, how long does it take for the manifestation to come true? And his answer is like, it really depends. Because if you, th- if you think, oh, that's going to take, you know, I, uh, this is only going to happen when my kid is big, or this is only going to happen when, you know, like in two years, and that you are the one putting the timeline. Mm-hmm. There is no, there is no time. There is no, no time. Yeah, for that. it's relative. Yeah. So you made me think about it, and then I thought about it. <laughs> and then I feel like in my practice, I, I, I guess, or I do have very strong limitations, like thought patterns. There are limitations on that, or I do observe that. In general, I feel like there needs to be some motion. So I believe, and spells can vary. There are spells that can be like fast-paced, like you want something this week, and there are spells that are more like structure, and they might take longer. And I'm the one who will determine what is the length of a spell for it to come through. And I unconsciously, when it's something that I want that's big, I usually use a big candle and I use like a lot of ingredients. There are a lot of layers to it. And I, like I told you, like uh, the seven day candle out for seven days, uh, it will be burning and I'll sit in front of it and I'll send like energy and clear my intentions. But uh, I do think there needs to be some motion to it. You know, I need to make, I need to, for example, my husband needs a job. I need a job. I need to start looking something that's more like what I made my spell about, you know? And then in this, because to me, that's the relation. Like if I'm putting an effort, if I'm making my visualizations, if I'm using these elements to bring something to me, then my effort towards it physically in the world like by looking for a job i go online or i go to a place that will open a door for for me to receive this thing so i personally don't believe that i can just sit at home wishing for a job and a job someone will knock at my door (laughs) that's okay that's that's okay that's how you if you believe that you just should do whatever is right for you. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you made me think of it because I, and I like that because I I love a challenge. I love when someone challenge a practice of mine because it makes me think of it like, okay, so what am I doing? And does it make sense? And does it make sense in the world and like with other people? So it's something I'm still questioning, but I wanted to mention that because you made me think of it, but you, you do believe that if you wish for a job, if you start visualizing a job, you can just sit at home and this job will come to you, literally? Yeah, I don't think it's like a wish. That's why I said you don't. It's kind of like it's kind of like when I say about I, I believe in God. It's not that I, I don't even like to say I believe in God because it's not that I believe in God. I know 
God exists in my mind. You know, like in my mind, I know he's there. And the the manifestation for me, it's a lot like that. It's not that I wish for a job. It's not that if you sit home and just wish for a job, a job is going to appear. You have to sit home and believe you have one. You just, and you just don't believe you have one. You just know you, you, you know, make your money at the end of the month. And yeah, the job would come up. You don't have to actually do a resume. And I know that sounds crazy. I, I I don't think it sounds crazy. I think crazy has a very bad connotation. I think it's your practice, right? <laughs> I think it's your practice. I admire you thinking like that. I I wish I could think like that, but I somehow think that. But see, that's a, that's a difference. Not believing is knowing. It's like I don't believe in God. I know He exists. I know He's real. I don't. No, yeah. I understand that. Forgive me. I I definitely use the word wish like uh, in a that's not the word to be used. I I know exactly what you're saying is the knowing. Yes, yes, it's about faith exactly. And the spell I'll never write if you write if you're writing things, you never write like I want a house or like I wish I had a house, like my future house. You write like my house that I have now, you know, like you bring it to the present moment because it's a knowing that you already, something already exists and not only exists, it belongs to you. But yeah, I have a hard time just being like physically passive but it's, about it. It is, it is tough, right? It's not easy because we all have all those limitations. That's what I, I think is like, just we all have limitations. So if for you to have faith, you need to do something about it. And as soon as you do a spell, you have faith that that's going to happen. That's perfect. Because all you need to have is the faith and the knowing that that's already yours, right? That's already happening and that's already for the best. If you need to do that in order to have that knowing, I need, it's not like I don't do anything. I, I sit at home, I need meditation. Because that knowing and that feeling of, okay, I already have this, you know, this is already happening it only happens or it happens faster when I actually sit quietly and meditate uh, or pray. It sometimes comes in form of a prayer. But one thing that I do do every time I try to manifest for something, uh, because I am a, a truly like follower of God, right? And I always say that is if I manifest something, um, I always say, as long as that's what God wants for me, you know, and I always ask like God to guide uh, my actions, my words, and um, make sure that it is in line to his plan, you know, or to, to God or a good plan. So uh, that's something that makes me feel that I'm not doing anything that is not according to what it should be done, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I don't necessarily pray to a God, but I do, I, I, truly practice gratitude every day and I can't say I practice every day because before it was so hard you know I had a early on in my teenage uh, years I was very negative I was a very negative person so it took a lot of effort to shift that state of mind so I always try to think that the best outcome is the outcome that's gonna happen because I'm grateful. I'm grateful every day for all that I have, for the people that I love that are in my life, 
And I think that helps you set these um, intentions in motion because I think energetically the language of gratitude is so powerful. So when I achieve something that I, I prep with an intention and a lot relies in the intention that you have, I am automatically already grateful. So now I'm working on like, we, we are both working, me and my husband, in finding jobs. I'm already grateful for what's to come because to me, it's here already. So I think that's very important. So you pray, oh, you know, God guide my actions and, and the way I express myself. And I, I would just say, like, may I always cultivate right mind. May I always cultivate right language and, and the gratitude in my heart. So, you know, it's all a little bit of everything. I, I did learn a lot of from Buddhism, and I think it's a beautiful practice, Zen Buddhism. Um, so you can always, you know, adapt things to the way we we create the world that we create. Do you have anything, any intention that you put forward and it was successful in a way that it surprised you? I have like, um, it's never like that I put like a intention for, I just believe like on this, you know, happiness and stuff, but it, I the neighborhood I live in, the house, specifically the house and how the house is where I live in today uh, is definitely, you know, um, manifestation from my childhood and from my dream house. And uh, if you want to hear more details, I did explain that on the manifestation episode. So you can go back there <laughs> and listen to the story. But that's definitely a big one. Uh, but there are little things, right, uh, that you see that I see like every day sometimes is just as little as Man, I wish I had a friend for to go for lunch today because I kind of feel like chatting and then I get a text message from a friend. Hey, let's go for lunch. You know, like little things happen all the time that I'm just, it, it keeps, it reinforces uh, my belief in, in manifestation. So that's a great thing. Yeah. Did you know that like there are a lot of daily practices that are rooted in like some witchy craft thing of the past that we do now that no one knows it lost its meaning but did you know that like knocking on wood it was done way back in the day by the celts and they believed that spirits live inside the trees so they would knock on the tree truck and ask that spirit for protection and today we knock on wood but i feel like we knock on wood to like you know preserve luck or something like that and that all came from the celts on the tree, within the tree. Yeah, I just read about it. Oh, that's why I know. I was like, where did I know this? I just read about that. Oh, okay. It was I you posted on Instagram. <laughs> that's where you read it. I was like, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Yeah. We, when someone's birthday happens, we sing happy birthday. We get a cake. We put a lot of candles in the cake. And in like uh, ancient Greek, ancient in ancient greece uh they used to use the candle as a representation of the moonlight there's more to it i forgot quite a lot on the birthday cake but when i learned i was like holy fuck this is like cool and so you light the candle and you chant but today we sing happy birthday right everyone chants happy birthday and then you blow the candle and make a wish and the smoke coming out of the candle is the messenger to the gods that's what they used to do they would actually do this specifically to the goddess uh, artemis but 
yeah so that's another little one there are plenty of little things like that they're very witchy and we do it today but it's the meaning has been like dissipated yeah yeah unknowing that we do that's pretty cool that is our happy gomuri episode for today remember magic comes from you not the spells not the materials you use you probably don't need to buy anything to start and as long as you have your intention and your focused energy that's all you need you are a powerful witch if you decide to be one thank you so much for spending this time with us and if you want to shoot us a question or introduce your introduce yourself to us please reach out don't be shy we are on instagram as happy underline gomuri And you know what, people? Today is Monday. That means tomorrow is Halloween, our favorite holiday, or at least one of our favorite holidays. So we want to wish you all a very happy Halloween. Enjoy with the family. Enjoy with your friends. Be safe. Have fun. Wear costumes. Be scary. Watch scary movies. And uh, this Wednesday, we go back to our regular uh, episode release of the week. So... Thank you for spending this time with us. Happy Halloween. Bye.